beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Cause it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. Hello there. Hey, everybody. How are you today? (laughs) I don't know why I've started asking that. (laughs) I was like, I want you to be a part of the conversation. Oh, like, I don't think Hannah's leaving a pause for your actual answer. I think she's leaving a pause to be like, Chelsea, why do you keep asking this question into a microphone where you will not yield responses? Well, the first time you asked, I was like, is she asking me? Like, she's not. Like, nope, that was not. She's not asking me. She doesn't care. Me. Yeah. I don't care. Damn. Okay. <laughs> no, that I has, mean that. She, I mean, if she been... wasn't asking me, she doesn't even care. <laughs> Okay. No, I mean, we've been together all day. You already know. That is fair. So that's why you're not asking. Because normally before we start recording, we go over like. We catch up. The, yeah, we do the, the big updates. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I do care. We all. <laughs> we care about you. We care about each other. We care. Yes. We care. And if you just hear that little click, click, clacking on the ground, that is my pug. Um. Does he need his nails trimmed? Yes. Have I historically made sure to get his nails trimmed before we record and then you still hear him? Also, yes. Um, although, it's all good. The last time he went to the groomer, they sent him back wearing a little tie. Oh, my God. They send Gizmo wearing bow ties from the place we sent him? Yes. I cannot. I cannot. It's incredible. I love it. I love every minute of it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't save, like just like the normal like bandanas that they send. But mm-hmm. if you send him in a, like an actual tie, you bet I am keeping that and yep. putting it in his clothing drawer. <laughs> drawer is a strong term. He has a basket of sweaters. A basket of sweaters. I don't know I if he fits that. in a lot of them. Oh, Brandon. He, he a, a barrel chested buddy. He, you know, that's an excellent descriptor of Brandon. We have got to put pictures of our animals on our social media. People are going to be like, the fuck is happening right now? They're like, they really talk about them. We do. have no idea what they look like. Yeah, no, we can and should do that. And will. Um, But anyway. Can, should, and will. Not shoulda, coulda, woulda. Can, shoulda, will. (laughs) I... We tried it. Nope. It did not land. And so nope. instead, we're going to hop into the book that Hannah has chosen for us today. What is yep. it called, Hannah? It is Sweet Berries by C.M. Nascosta. So for those who have been with us for a minute, this is the next book in the Cambric Creek series, which started with Morning Glory Milking Farm. Um, I think that's... When you were like the Cambric Creek series, I was like, what the fuck series is that? And then you're like, Morning Glory Milking Farm. And I'm like... Oh, yes. Ah, yes. Yes. Say no more. We remember that one. So this book um, is really not connected to Morning Glory Milking Farm at all, except that it is in the same town. Like, there's not really a ton of, like, any crossover of characters or anything like that. Um, Are there as many handjob references? Negative. Well, that's kind of a bummer. Well, you know. Is it? Tustin Jimberlakes, Hugh Jackmans. The beef jerky. 
<laughs> the steak and shake. The steak and shake. <laughs> Woo. Also, my pregnant ass last weekend, my husband was like, what do you want for dinner? And I was like, a frisco melt from steak and shake. It's also worth noting, I've been a vegetarian for the better part of a decade. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want a frisco melt and a milkshake. And that shit slapped. <laughs> like, it was so, like, it was so delicious. I don't know if I felt well after it, but being <laughs> pregnant, do you ever know if you feel well? No. Um, yeah. So, in case you were wondering, because y'all know that we love our Boda Box, um, Hannah is single-handedly holding down the Woo! Boda Box fort for us in this time. Yep. So, I apologize in advance for this yeah. episode. And I am drinking Welch's Sparkling Rosé. Fun fact, I picked up the sparkling Welch's rosé for Chelsea on my way here today and um, dropped it on the ground on my way out of the public. Like, like paid for it, had not made it out of the grocery store yet, yeah. and it shattered. It exploded and sounded like a gunshot. And shout out to Publix. We're definitely not sponsored by by Publix, but it'd be cooler if we were because they were super nice to me and let me replace both the sparkling grape juice that I poured all over their floor and the cookies that were ruined by by said sparkling grape juice. And they were super nice to me. And I just sort of stood there awkwardly and said, oops. I know. Hannah texts me and she's like, I'm running late because I broke sparkling rosé all over the floor at Publix. And I was like, did you shout, Opa? And she's like, no, I just stood there and silently whispered, oops. And then I was like, oops. And she didn't respond to I my didn't. text. I didn't. I was like, I can't, I can't do this because it was not, not the way I wanted to start the day. But Here's how we're going to start this book, and I am sorry in advance. However, it will paint you a picture of what you're getting into. So the opening line of this book, Sweet Berries by Sam Nascosta, is she was too horny to think. Full stop. (laughs) Full stop. That is the first sentence of the book. Do you need a book out? I think that's all I need. She was too horny to think. Yep. Fill it in. After that, that's what she said. So, <laughs> sorry, I heard it after I said it. Um, so, I had a friend growing up, because I grew up in, like, pretty conservative Christian circles, and he used to go, that's what she'll say. Stop <laughs> it right now. You shut your mouth. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> no, you know, that, that, that's fair. That's what she'll say. Yeah, he's like, she's not saying it yet because we're not boning. But that's what she'll say once we start having sex. And I'm like, I hope not. That is horrifying. Oh, God. But also hilarious. I mean, I love it. It can be both horrifying and hilarious. Many things are. Horlarious. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Okay, so she was too horny to think. (laughs) Yep. Hilarious it is. So that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> <Hey>, oh. <laughs> but it wasn't because we've all established that I grew up in a very conservative Christian oh, circle where people were making that's what she'll say jokes. Oh, Chelsea. Okay. Sorry, Hannah. I'm derailing us already. <laughs> so my notes say she was too horny to think strong open. <laughs> <laughs> so Grace, um, 
she's at a bar with coworkers and she she's our main character. And um, she's realizing that she needs to leave before she does something really stupid. Because and she's so horny. Yes. Okay. So she didn't want to go in the first place, but she has a coworker who is a wood nymph who convinced her to go out. And she kind of thinks back to earlier in the day. Um, she has a coworker. Pause. Is Grace a human? Is she Grace is. Okay. Grace Sorry. Is Keep a going. Human. Yes. Um. So she has a coworker who is a minotaur, who has been flirting with her, and she is super into it. She is super into it, but she refuses to go there. She's like, I am not going to bang a coworker that is inviting disaster. I'm just not going to do it. Um, That's a good boundary to keep. It is a good boundary. Um, He regularly offers to bang her behind the barn, um, but she's too horny to think. (laughs) So she has a hard time turning him down every time that happens. Um, she works at a farm. That's that's what's next in my notes. Does she work at the milking farm? She does not work at the milking farm. She works at an actual farm okay. where they grow actual produce. Um, so um, he had cornered her earlier in the day um, asking to fuck her. And she got a little bit handsy. Um, but she still said no. So she was like... I really, really want to, but I'm not going to do it. And so he was very laid back about it, this coworker. And he was like, all right, I'm just going to go to the milking place. You have a good one. And like goes and has his lunch break. So he is there on this out outing with all these coworkers. And she very deeply regrets going out because he's there. And of course he manages to sit beside her. Um, and he is teasing her over her panties under the table, um, and invites her to the bathroom with him. Romantic is what my notes say. (laughs) And also Um, like, it feels like her no doesn't necessarily mean no. So, basically, she describes it as a will we or won't we pendulum, Mm. and it swings towards we will, and then she puts up a hard boundary, and it swings back to we won't, and it just kind of goes back and forth. Um, So, um, she leaves while he's in the bathroom. Um, She's just like, I gotta go. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Okay. Um, so she goes home and she has a bunch of blackberries, um, that were oversold or something, um, that were sent home with her from the farm. So she preps them to freeze, but she leaves them on her front porch because she's like too horny to think. And so she can't deal with freezing them right now. So that's what it says on the book. Chelsea, don't laugh like that. It's very serious for Chelsea, for Grace, you're Chelsea. (laughs) I've I've never been so aroused that I've been like, I can't put this container of fruit in a freezer. Nope. And me either. Maybe that's that says more about me. Um, I also I was thinking when I was reading this, like I don't think I've ever been too horny to think. Like I've always been able to think. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe we're doing it wrong. I was gonna say mm, whatever. I'm comfortable with where I'm at in my life. So whatever. (laughs) So she goes upstairs and decides to rub one out. um, And she hears a noise in the tree outside of her 
window, which is open because it's the summer. It's very hot. So she decides, she's like, maybe there's somebody out there. I'm going to put on a show. Like, just kind of creating a fantasy in her mind. Okay. Okay? Um, And she's like, I wonder what kind of creature would it be? Would it be a lizard person that has two cocks? Would it be a bat person hanging upside down? What would it be? And she's like fantasizing. Um, (laughs) So, I'm really sorry. So... (laughs) She's fantasizing about it, and she's, like, thinking about this creature out there. And what my notes say is what kind of creature it might be shaking the president's hand, which is a euphemism for masturbating. (laughs) Was that your euphemism? It was mine. It was mine. That wasn't a book euphemism. Yeah. Got it. Um, So she is fingering herself, and she hears chirping and clicking from the tree. And so she is like, mm-hmm, maybe something is actually out there. Whatever. My fingers are not going to be enough. So she pulls out a goblin dildo because apparently you can get any species style online. as very specifically stated in the book. Um, so she... <laughs> She masturbates with this <laughs> goblin dildo, and the sounds outside keep getting more and more intense. And she finally comes, and it's a very uh, intense experience um, until she falls asleep. So, you know, I love that for her. The next day, she's ashamed of herself, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, I'm lucky I didn't get murdered. The fuck is wrong with me? Like, why would you do that? Um, so she's at work. She is an event planner slash PR person, social media director for this farm. Okay. Um, and she's doing a great job, great job. So she books weddings. She does like a harvest festival every year. She does the like Saturday farmer's market. She does like school trips. Like she does a lot to make this farm like a destination. Mm-hmm. Um, she also does a community, what's it called? A CSA um, where people oh, can. yeah. Yeah. So they come and pay for um, whatever produce is in season. So um, she's kind of thinking about everything and she uh, reveals that she was married to a minotaur who was very emotionally abusive and put her down a lot for her job as a wedding planner before she got this job as a social media director. Um, And so she just thinks about how grateful she is for the job that she has now and the friends that she has now and just her life in general. Um, So she goes to dinner with her friends and they are like, babe, it's been three years since your divorce or two years or something. Um, You need to get laid. Like, this is stupid. This is ridiculous. Come on now. So they convince her to download a dating app called Growler, which is an... (laughs) Chelsea just twitched. She just actually, like, her whole eye just twitched. It's because I took my glasses off. That's the only reason. I don't Um, believe you because you twitched when I said Growler. I was trying to keep my face (laughs) neutral. Um, Why? Just let it ride at this point. (laughs) 
That's what she'll say. <laughs> no. Yeah, so Growler. Well, and I'm like, okay, it's like, am I, yeah, that, what else would it be named? Yeah. Um, it, it's an interspecies dating app. Um, and her friends are like, babe, we are going to find you a summer summer fling. Like, this can't continue. Like, come on now. So, um, she's really not into the idea. She's very anxious about the potential of getting into another relationship and kind of losing herself and getting hurt again. Um, so this is a week later after her initial show for her possible Yeah, where she was like, maybe there's someone in my tree. And then she heard clicking and chirping. Uh And then she's like, oh, shit, maybe there is someone in my tree. (laughs) She's like, oh, wait a minute. So um, she goes home, and she decides to flick the bean. That's what my notes say. Um, Okay, so we don't have all of the handjob euphemisms, but we we do get some masturbation euphemisms. Yep, 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 yep. Perfect. Um, so, um, she is pretty sure she has an audience again. Like, she thinks she hears something, like, making sound in the tree outside her window. And so, she says out loud, um, it's too bad you're not closer. You could take a taste. And... Bold. Bold move, Grace. Yeah. That's something. So she gets the goblin dildo again and a pillow to, like, set it on so that she can ride it. And apparently this is a very special pillow. So whatever. What? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's something about she, like, ordered this pillow for this specific purpose. And she's really glad that she did. So it doesn't matter. So do I just not know enough about, like— I thought I knew about masturbation. I thought I had experience with it, but (laughs) I've never. Are there special pillows? Yeah. Do you own any? No, I don't. I I have so many questions. Like, I have legitimate questions about this. (laughs) Are they questions that need to be asked now, or can I answer them after? Now would be preferred. (laughs) Go ahead. No, I mean, I don't even know what questions to ask. You said you had a lot. I do. I have too many. I don't know where to start. What What is a masturbation pillow? What is special about it? What does it do? How does it work? Okay. So I've never seen, like, or heard about an actual, like, masturbation pillow. But there are definitely pillows that are specifically de- designed for sexual purposes oh well yes i know about those in my mind that's what this is for but like because it's i don't know yeah no like in my head there was like a special like a sleeve i'm gonna stop doing hand motions (laughs) we both are we're both like looking at our hands no like in my head i was like okay so the dildo yes literally i was like is there a special indent or a special place that you like lock in your dildo to the pillow so that's not specifically stated it sounds like she just sets it on top of a basic sex pillow oh well i don't have questions about a basic (laughs) sex pillow i have questions about a masturbation pillow (laughs) yeah anyway so she continuously tells herself this is the last time she's doing this 
masturbating um, or pretending that there's an audience? Pretending there's an okay. audience. Um, but she's, like, pretty sure there's somebody out there. So she's like, is it one of my neighbors? Like, well, who could it be? And because she's too horny to think, she's thinking, like, I have got, I have got to get off, like, really well because otherwise – I'm just going to lay outside in my front yard with my legs open and wait for whoever to come by. <laughs> That's literally what it says. She's like, you know, there's that that satire who lives across the street, like the half goat person. Like maybe he'll just like plow me or <laughs> the cat people or Naga people who live across the street, the college students, they can all just line up at this point. Like, who gives a shit? Like, that's the level we're at. Grace, I want more for you. <laughs> I, it sounds like I want more yeah. for you than you want for yourself. Yeah. So um, she keeps getting more and more into it. So, so the first time she did this, she was, like, on her back. And this time, she has put the sex toy on a pillow and is, like, riding it. And so she's going to town about it because she was thinking, let's give them a real show so they can, like, see everything. And um, then something flicks over her clit, and she's like, my hands are on my tits. So that's not me. Um, and so, (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're here now. (laughs) And for the record, Chelsea told me to do this. She told me to do this. You said, I read the second book in the series. It's more ridiculous than the first. And I was like, yeah. We should talk about this. Um, So I would like to be clear that when Hannah says, Chelsea told me to do this, I did not have the details. (laughs) She didn't. She didn't. All I knew was the uh, creature that that is going to make themselves known. But I I won't take that from Hannah. No, we'll get there shortly. So she keeps getting more and more into it. And, um... Whatever it is, she realizes, she's like, oh, I do have a a voyeur. There is somebody watching me right now, and I don't know how, but they are participating currently. Um, Okay, so when she looked down, like, no one's in the room with her. Nobody's in the room with her, uh, but her window is open, and somebody is, like, reaching through the window. But again, she doesn't really see anything. She realizes she could look down or, like— put her hand down and like grab whatever it is but she's like nah. So wait, she doesn't she doesn't look down? No. So she's like I feel something tickling my clit and it's not me. I'm like that, I'm not going to look. That could look. be a cockroach. Literally my thought. <laughs> Literally exactly what I was it's thinking. Because we're both from Florida. <laughs> I'm like no, if I feel something that I don't know that Mm-mm. should be down there that's not my hands, I'm not like, well, it feels good. I'm going to let this shit ride. Nope. Nope. Okay, Grace. We're doing some investigation. Lord, help me, Grace. Grace does not. So then there's some suction on her clit, and she comes super hard and basically blacks out. So then she 
hears, she continues to hear these clicks and these chirps from the tree outside. Um, And something is continuing to, in the words of the book, these are not my words, lovingly caress her clit while she falls asleep. And she basically passes out. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) So a week goes by. All right. Um, work is still great. She's doing really wonderfully. She's planning this harvest festival. Um, but she's had no more visits from her voyeur and she's really bummed by that. Um, cause she was like, that was pretty awesome. And I'd like to know what the fuck happened, but maybe I'll never know. Joke's on her. It was a cockroach. <laughs> Almost. So <laughs> she... <God. laughs> So we're almost there. So she's wrapping up her day um, when a mothman shows up asking for blackberries. So again, for those who did not listen to the Morning Glory Milking Farm episode, Cambrick Creek is a very interspecies place. And so there are a lot of different species coexisting together. So we have all kinds of stuff. We have Naga, we have Minotaurs, werewolves, vampires, uh, goblins, trolls. We have all kinds of things coexisting together in this community. So this is the first Mothman that she has seen really up close. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not wearing any clothes. Um, Apparently he is, and this is a direct quote from the book, he is an any rather than an Audi, as far what? as his genitalia is concerned. The fuck? I didn't write it. I don't know. But she thinks he's very cute, albeit very awkward. So he seems really sweet. He's got this little stammer going. He's asking about blackberries, kind of stuttering along. And um, she tells him, like, listen, um, there really aren't any blackberries in the field right now. We kind of already harvested most of them. There won't be more for a few days. Um, But we can go look if you want. Um, So she tells him, like, they probably aren't ready. And he lets out this sort of chirp sound, and she recognizes the sound. And she is mortified. She's like, hold up. You are my voyeur. Like, I know that sound. You watched me. And he's like, I am so sorry. (laughs) That's why I'm here. I am here to apologize. I didn't give a shit about the blackberries. I came because I watched you. Yeah. Um, He's like, literally, that's why I'm here to apologize. I am so, so sorry. Um, I smelled the berries. On your porch. So she had taken these berries home to freeze, but left them on the porch. He smelled them, stopped in the tree. And then he was like, but then I smelled you and you smelled sweeter than the berries. And she's like, Jesus Christ, you smelled my arousal. Holy fuck. Like, oh my God, that's not okay. And so then the second time he had come back to apologize and then he watched her again instead. And he says that he feels like he violated her. And he feels so bad. He is seriously, he is just so contrite about this whole thing. Um, and she is like, how did you find me? I'm at work right now. 
how did you find me? And he's like, well, you had the farm logo on your car. So I just took a (laughs) chance and came over. Um, And he just continues to apologize like over and over again. And she's like, listen, we were both consenting adults. I knew what I was doing. You could have flown away if you didn't want to watch. And I could have flown. I could have closed my curtains curtains. if I didn't want to be watched. Right. So it's all good. Let's go out into the fields and look for some blackberries. So she finds out his name is Merrick. Um, He is a research scientist. He's studying pollinators like hummingbirds and uh, bumblebees. And um, she decides that she wants to bang him for real. She's like, he is fucking adorable. He is so cute and awkward. Um, But he gets very passionate when he's talking about his work. So she asks if he wants to meet the next night at the local observatory and then go back to her place. And he says no. And there's like this beat of awkward silence. And she's like, okay. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Okay. So he just wanted to watch some live porn and participate a little, but I still don't know how. And that's all he wanted. Great. Awesome. Love that journey for me. Um, But he explains that he has work at home um, that he has to do, but he offers that she could come to his place um, for stargazing because he thinks that that's what she wants. Since she recommended the observatory, he's like, oh, if you want to watch stars, I have a telescope. We could totally do that. Bless his sweet little soul. Okay. She's like, all right. She's Um, like, you are not picking up the vibe that I'm trying to put down. He's really not. Um, But she decides he's an adorable weirdo. That's a uh, direct quote there. I got it. Correct quote. Both of those things. It's a direct quote. He's an adorable weirdo. And so she says yes. Hey there, smart puppies. We'll get you right back to the show in just a moment. But first, do you like us? Maybe even love us? Because we sure love you. And if you do love us, don't tease us. Tell us in those ratings and reviews wherever you're listening right now. Maybe even send us over to a special sexy someone that would enjoy getting smutty with us. Because you know the first rule of Smut Club is to talk about Smut Club. All right. I won't keep you any longer. Let's get back to the show. Mm-hmm. So the next night they meet at the observatory. Um, they have a super nice little talk getting to know each other. Um, and he kind of alludes to some prejudice that he's experienced from humans. Mm. So he's never been in a place that is not majority human. Um, he's worked in a lot of different universities and stuff. And so most of the time he is in the minority. And so he kind of assumes that grace is the same way. And so he's very apprehensive of everything. Um, and so, um, but they still have a nice time. He's very adorable and dorky. The word used is adorkable. I'm sorry. I said that, but that is the word in the book. And, um, well, I feel like he keeps being described as like dorky and adorable. So like 
Adorkable. Yeah, you you can only say those words so many times before you combine them. Yeah, he does a lot of stuttering, a lot of, like, awkwardness, unless he's talking about his work, and then he gets very passionate and knowledgeable. Um, So he shares he's starting to teach classes at the college, but he's very nervous. Um, She puts the moves on him. Like, she is ready for that. And he shuts her down. And... um, But they still make out a little bit, um, and he asks if he can see her again over the weekend. So he is like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Like, we're not going to fuck right now, but I would like to see you again. And she's like, I am literally just trying to get off right now. Why are you making this so difficult? I just want to know what you did. To my clit the other night. That's literally all I'm trying to find out right now. But she does find him adorable. So she has lunch with a friend um, who is a male satire. She's getting some advice about um, navigating some politics around the Harvest Festival. My Mm -hmm. notes literally say no one cares. So (laughs) I, that's not why we're here. Hannah, I think you've grown in your outlining of books. Because I feel like a while ago you would have been like, let me give you the details on the no post. And you're like, that is not that is not what the people came for. No, that's not why we're that's here. That's not what the smut sluts or Chelsea. <laughs> no. Or, Nobody cares. That's not why want. we're here. So um she does tell him, wind up telling her friend about Merrick. Um, because she hasn't heard from him all week. So mm. they agreed to make plans for the weekend, but she hasn't heard from him. And so her friend tells her to delete his number. She, he's like, if you haven't heard from him by Thursday, baby, he's not interested. Delete his number. Um, and if you're just trying to get banged, like I'll make you a list of potential partners. I will be at the top of that list. You just let me know. <laughs> Um, such generous men, such a kind creatures in her life, such a kind friend. She declines. So, um, back at work, she's super disappointed. She hasn't heard from Merrick and, um, her boss is super pissed because some lab coat know-it-all direct quote from the book is coming to the farm the next day. And Grace is like, hold on a second. Lab coat know-it-all. Mm. So she texts Merrick and she's like, um, excuse me? Are you a lab coat know-it-all? That's literally what she texts him. Are you a lab coat know-it-all? Because she's feeling super put out that she hasn't heard from him, but he's coming to the farm. And so he confirms that he is coming. He says he was hoping to surprise her. He's like, I already told you I'm not very smooth. How am I supposed to get anywhere if I can't at least surprise you. No. Which is very sweet. And she gets all gooey about it. Um, so she keeps trying to tell herself that she doesn't want a relationship, that this is just physical, and um she is not getting the feels, but she definitely is because he's super cute and adorable. So um she continues to remind herself that he's not staying for very long. So he's on like a um very shortened program with the university. Mm. So he's basically teaching for the summer semester and then he's going to be gone. Um, So she is like, I am not getting attached. I am getting this out of my system. That's all this is. So 
Um, after work, um, she waits around for him um, because he does come to the farm to meet with her boss. Um, and her Minotaur coworker, who's been trying to fuck her, is there. And he's like, hey, baby. And she's like, bye. No. And she waits around for Merrick. And they pick berries and feed each other um, while making out a little bit. His tongue apparently is super long and has some kind of coil situation. I don't know. I don't know. So he uses that a little bit. And she's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. We cannot be doing this here. We cannot be doing this here. What if my boss comes out? Because he lives on the farm. She's mm. like, we cannot be doing this here. Yeah. What if he comes out? So um, she also tells him that her Minotaur coworker has been trying to bang her. And she also talks about how her ex was a prick. And... He gets very cute and protective um, and a little bit jealous, but, like, not in a gross way. I feel like in a mm. lot of these books, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, you're like, tone down the fucking alpha possessiveness. Yes, and he's not like that. He's just like, do I need to drop somebody off a bridge? And she's like, um, I didn't really take you to be violent. And he's like, I am really not, but I would protect you, like, if somebody's trying to hurt you. Um and so um, he asks it to come back to his place, and she says yes. She starts to panic because she's afraid of the woods, and he lives in the woods. But he misunderstands and thinks that she is afraid of him. And he's like, I am so sorry. Please don't be afraid of me. Like, let me walk you back to your car. Everything's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> He—I forgot to say this. So before she gets to his place— he is like, do you want to come back to my place for sex? Like, he is very, like, and she's like, yes, I want to go back to your place for sex. Like, he's, he's super cute about it and very awkward. Um, but she gets super freaked out about this whole thing. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't want you to be afraid of me. I'm so sorry. She's like, I'm not scared of you. I'm scared of the woods. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, okay. So she finally gets to his place. He has some baby birds that he feeds, and her ovaries basically are exploding because he's so cute feeding these little baby birds. I get it. That is adorable. Um, so they start making out, and then um, she gets naked on his bed and is masturbating for him again. And then she rides his fingers. I'm just not going to go into all the details, but he's super into all of that. I think I think I don't know much about Mothman anatomy. We're going to get there. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, you know, I brought it up. You did. Yeah. And I do yeah. have questions, so maybe I'll get some answers. So he asks if he can eat her out again. And literally, the quote from the book is, her soul was sucked from her body through her glen. <laughs> <laughs> because he was so good at it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So she basically blacks out again. And then, um, because she comes so hard. And then he asks if he can do it again. And she is like, no. Not not quite yet. <laughs> Give me a like, few minutes to recover. No. Um, not until I do something for you. But he's super concerned that he's going to hurt her. 
And so she goes to blow him, and he has some kind of, like, slit situation um, where, so, like, his, his, because he's an innie, so his dick is, like, on the inside, but he has a slit that apparently is like a vagina, and so she sort of fingers it a little bit. And then um, she gets kind of disappointed, so his dick starts to come out, and she's like, oh, man, like, that's a little small. But honestly, considering what he can do with his tongue, who gives a shit? Like, I'm on board here. Um, But then she realizes that, nope, his dick is curved and a lot bigger than she was expecting it to be. So he is very concerned about hurting her, but um, she convinces him to go for it. So he fucks her all night and it's a lot. And he lifts off the bed. He flies off the bed holding her when he comes because he's so into it. So, um, they snooze together a little bit. Um, she decides that even if he's not there for very long, she's going to enjoy whatever time they have together because those were some awesome orgasms. So they have a cute ice cream date, which is very adorable. So she tells him since he's new to town, she's going to take him somewhere new every time they get together so he can get to know the town. So they have a cute ice cream date. He gets her out again, um, but he does not let her reciprocate. Um, And then we flash forward a little bit. They've been dating about a month. Um, And Merrick explains that moth people really only have sex like once or twice a month. Mm. It's not something that happens more often than that. Um, because it takes a really long time for him to come, and he's happy just eating her out on the reg. <laughs> Your face right now. Well, part of me is like, that's a real bummer. But part of me is also like, is that like the ideal lover <laughs> who like you? <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, is that like, yes. is that how like people could conceptualize them when they're like, you mean you'll, you just want to go down on me all the time and I don't really have to reciprocate okay. except like twice a month. Okay. Like, I think that's the debate that was going through my head. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot more detail about her. Like the next day, like. She goes to work and her coworker, who was her friend who convinced her to go out, who wanted her to bang the Minotaur in the first place, is like, oh my God, details, like, ah. mm-hmm. um, and all this other stuff. And like, she's super sore because he banged mm-hmm. her for hours and she's like, oh my God. So, like, she was initially really concerned. She's like, oh, my God. Like, if this is a weekly or biweekly occurrence, I'll die. So it wasn't that they were just, like, going at it for hours because of his sexual prowess. It was because it takes that long for him to orgasm. Yes. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so then she's like, I have an idea. And she uses a vibrator, one of her vibrators on him. Um, to speed things up, and he is into it and comes on her tits. Apparently, he 
for anybody, I'm really sorry that I'm bringing this up. For anybody who listened to the Morning Glory Milking Farm episode, you know that Minotaurs have like a standard average of 24 ounces of cum. Apparently, <laughs> moth people are not far off from that. And so I'm just sitting here looking at my 32 ounce water bottle. <laughs> so my notes say um, he very much enjoys coming on her tits. <laughs> And she describes being on like a puddle on Ugh. her knee. Stop. I got over the morning sickness of being pregnant, Hannah. Don't put me back in that space. I'm so sorry. A puddle. Oh, no. All right. We're moving on. So anyway, she also discovers that he doesn't have a lab coat that fits um, because he has wings and he still doesn't wear clothes. Um, and some people, when they're out together, are not very nice about it. And she's like, we're going to go clothes shopping, honey. Like, come on. And he gets very excited that they have, um, adaptive clothing. So because Camber Creek is so interspecies, they have, um, shops that sell clothing for people who fly and people who have wings. And so he gets really stoked about getting pants that actually fit and stuff like that. Um, and so then um, they've been together now for about three months. They're having a really good time. They see each other every weekend. Um, and he gets really, really excited and very touched because his coworkers make him a lab coat that fits. Which is a big deal because he's worked in labs his entire career and no one has been thoughtful enough to make him a lab coat that fits. So this is a really big deal for him. He's mainly worked with humans who didn't really want to have anything to do with him. Um, He's also not nocturnal, but something else where he is like from dusk like from sort of late afternoon to early Mm. morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's not used to working with people. But in Cambrick Creek, because it's interspecies, there are people he's working with. And he's like, the fuck? I have to actually talk to these people? (laughs) I cannot. I cannot. And I don't want to. And I don't like it. So he's a little bit awkward. But they make him a lab coat. He's very excited. Um, and then just sounds like it's been a real growing experience for him. It has. It really has. And um, it is a little bit for her too, because so she is kind of processing how like the number her ex did on her, making her feel like she wasn't good enough, like, you know, she was basically a piece of trash and um all of this. And when she left him, she left him in secret. Like she oh. like it was that bad. Yeah, she is very specific that it wasn't physically abusive, but she didn't feel safe enough to just leave. So she set money aside. She looked up how to leave while she was at work so that he wouldn't know um, and did all kinds of things. She found this job at the farm so that she could go ahead and just go straight there um, again to stay safe. And so they're both doing a lot of growing. Um, and she realizes that she is in love with him. Like kind of as she's processing that he is nothing like her ex. He's very supportive. He's very kind. Um, she realizes that she's in love with him. And it's really, really, really going to suck when he leaves. 
but she wouldn't change it because she has very much enjoyed getting to know him. So, yeah, there's a lot happening there, but also not. What happens next? <laughs> so, um, she's talking to her friend, the wood nymph friend, who's like her bestie, I guess. And she hears about this guy that came to the farm talking about a program in South America specific to Merrick's program of study. Mm. Um, and she starts freaking out. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, this is it. He's leaving. This is it. Oh, shit. And she is in the middle of a wedding at the farm, and she gives this this bride a pep talk about, like, you need to communicate with your partner. Like, you need to tell him what you need. This isn't going to work in the long term, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, oh, my God, I should take my own advice. Mm -hmm. And so she realizes that she hasn't told him that she loves him. She hasn't told him. And so... She hasn't told him she wants him to stay. She hasn't told him how she feels. So she leaves work and rushes to his house. She's like, I have to tell him. Oh, my God. I have to tell him that I love him and that I want him to stay. And so she basically word vomits all over this poor man. And he is like, baby, what are you talking about right now? And she she is like, um, like, please, please don't leave me. Like, I, I love you so much. I'm so sorry I didn't say something sooner. Please don't leave. And he's like, I literally told you two months ago that I'm staying. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> right? She's like, um, what? He's like, I told you that I'm ABD. And I decided I'm going to finish my doctorate at this university. I told you that. She's like, I didn't know what the acronym meant. <laughs> Literally, that's it. Lord help me. <laughs> she's like, I didn't know what that meant. But like through all of this time, she's getting to know him better. He's a little bit arrogant and a little bit full of himself and a little bit dramatic. So like there's one point when um, he's really hungry and he's like, no, it's fine. Like, just go without me. <laughs> And she's like, okay, like there's literally a 24-hour supermarket. You like calm down. And he's like, no. That sounds like me when I'm hungry. <laughs> but you have an excuse because you're growing a human. This was pre-human growing. Mm. Um, no, like I. I was trying to give you an out. I know you really were. And it was very <laughs> sweet of you. I like once was having, recently having a conversation with my husband where I was like, yeah, I mean, I think, like, if I say I'm getting hungry, there's normally, like, a 45-minute a buffer before mm. I, like, become, like, hangry and before I hit, like, a food wall. And my husband's like, oh, 45 minutes. Yeah, that's generous. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I married an honest man. And I love him for that. And he's literally <laughs> laughing at me right now, but also not disagreeing with me right now. 
but he's also the same way. We are we are a hangry people when we hit sure. like Sure. Yeah. Like I, I de- get that. I don't know. I don't think I'm dramatic like just leave. Go it alone. But like I am like if the Uber Eats delivery gets here and it doesn't look quite how I thought it would, I'm like it doesn't even look <laughs> and they didn't and he's like just take a few bites and then normally I'm like Okay, it tastes the same as usual. We're good. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, cool. Just Well, he's like, there's some frozen pizza over there, Grace. Like, just go get one. Like, just go get one. And she's like, babe, we'll just get some produce. And the whole time they're in the store, she, like, notices some, like, movement out of the corner of her eye. She's like, the fuck is that? He is, like, stealing fruit with his tongue that's super long. <laughs> The whole time, and then he's, like, suddenly in a much better mood. But he's, like, there are little, like, cute quirks like that throughout the whole thing that are very sweet. But so she basically uh, runs to him. She leaves this wedding she's been planning all this time and runs to his house and is, like, "Um, you know, I love you. Please don't leave. And again, he's, like, um, babe, I'm I'm not leaving. (laughs) I thought you knew that. And she's like, oh. I don't understand acronyms. I did not know. I don't know what ABD means, which means all but doctorate. He didn't. She didn't know. Um, And there were other things that happened, too, like that he was concerned about. She said she was married to a minotaur previously. He's like, your family was okay with that? And she's like, yeah. Why wouldn't they be? (laughs) Like... Yeah, and he was like, oh. So there's all kinds of things where he's, like, just assuming all along that he's going to be rejected. So she says that she is in love with him. She just, like, declares her love, and he's like, say that shit again. And she's like, um, I, lo- I-, I said a lot of things. I don't—what did you want to hear? And he's like, come on now. Like, come on. So she says that she loves him. And he says that, oh, my God. Oh, no, I did say that. I was like, wait a minute. Did I mention that his dick is a weird shape? I think I did. You did. Okay. You, you, you definitely mentioned his weird shape dick. Okay. I is just that relevant sure. when she says that she loves him? Kind of, because he pulls it out. But so um, <laughs> she— <laughs> Sorry. So she um, says that she fell in love with him by accident. She's like, I didn't mean to do it. It just kind of happened. And he's like, well, I fell in love with you very intentionally. So we even each other out. And that's the end. That's it. That's the book. Did he use his weird shaped dick when he pulled it out? I mean, I assume so, but that wasn't explicitly stated. But I would assume that, yes, they they banged. They call it fuck night because they only bang once or twice a month. So it's like a special event. They call it the fuck night. What a charming title. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she, at one point, like a direct quote is she says that she's concerned for the structural integrity of her cervix. It's like when Schmidt on New Girl broke his dick. <laughs> and then he's like describing what happened. He's like, I'm pretty sure her vagina had a right angle. <laughs> exactly like that. It was probably in this city. That's what happened. 
it was. He was in Cambrick Creek. Cambrick? Cambrick. C-A-M-B-R-I-C. Okay. Cambric. So I assume Cambrick Creek. Yeah. That feels, yeah. that feels adequate. Um, are we, what's our rating scale? Um, Moth? I don't know. Goblin dildos? <laughs> no. 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 Um, um, cartons of berries? Sure. We could do, we could do cartons of blackberries. Yeah. Because that's what he was into. That's what drew him to her in the first place. Man, I never would have fallen in love with the Mothman because I've never been so horny that I haven't been able to just put the berries in the freezer. So that's your only barrier to falling in love with the Mothman? I mean, my husband would probably be pissed. <laughs> um, hmm. But yeah, those are probably the only two. <laughs> Noted and understood. I thought the Mothman primarily like hung out in West Virginia. Wouldn't that be another issue, like a geographical issue? I thought that was issue? meth men. <laughs> Chelsea. What? I thought they made meth there. They do. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also pretty sure that the Mothman is in West Virginia, like the urban legend Mothman. Oh. I could not tell you. Um, it doesn't matter. So we'll go with pints of blackberries. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I'm like the cute little cartons of blackberries. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Two out of eight. Two out of seven. 25%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is adequate. I mean, because let's, she's horny, she's masturbating, he watches through the window, they meet, they date. They get together. The end. Yeah. He has a magic tongue that's apparently really long and is capable of suction that she's into. And I mean, there's lots of description of like, his wings folding over her and being very sweet and his skin. That's, that's like not a plot point, Hannah. If we're just going velvet. plot point. No, if we're just going plot point, that's all of it. <laughs> so Chelsea yeah. right now is like massaging her temples <laughs> and she looks so distraught by this right now. Um, two out of eight is my final offer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm comfortable with two out of eight. Like, it wasn't but, good. But I do like blackberries, and I'm pregnant, I and they sound good. love um, blackberries. So I kind of want to rate it higher just for the blackberries. <laughs> but that's not a good enough reason. Well, and that's the whole thing with, like, <sighs> sweet berries. You just... <sighs> You smelled sweeter than the berries. Like, I feel like we've talked about that before. Like, if you can smell a person's arousal, she should see a doctor. Yeah, if you can smell someone's arousal, I'm no longer aroused. (laughs) 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a Mm -hmm. real boner killer. 
Um, <laughs> so, you read it. You tell us what your rating scale yeah. is. I will say, I told Chelsea, I'm excited about the next one, actually, in stop, this series. Stop, Hannah. Just stop. I can't. I oh, can't. no. What is the species? Werewolf. Oh, shit. Yeah, you did. And I was like, that one actually sounds intriguing. You did say that. Shit, I really did. <laughs> okay, so this one's two out of eight. We gotta hope the werewolf one is better. Um, yeah, it's coming out in about a month or so from now. So by the time this episode drops, it could already be out. Oh, yeah, it'll already be out by the time this episode airs. So hopefully, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, we'll hear, hear that one. But... Maybe not. Chelsea may punch me in the face if I if, if it's I better than this one, this one. If it's better than this one, then go for it. If if you're like Chelsea, it went downhill. <laughs> um, then for like if you're like Mothman was peak Cambric Creek, I mean it went downhill. Then I have larger issues. So. We'll see how that one goes. Y'all let us know what what you think of mm-hmm. this one. Um, Hannah, as always, I appreciate you for your willingness to read this series so I can live vicariously through you. Um, well, again, it's very much like a train wreck. Like, I've started and I can't stop now. Like, I looked that's at how it. That's describe so many of the books you read. Yeah. It's true of so many of them. And honestly, I don't even know how I find them in the first place, but they just continue to show up and I continue to read them. And it's bad. It's really bad. On that note, (laughs) we hope your day is going great. We hope you find your Mothman. Um, No. You don't have to be a moth. I don't. I, okay. Okay. A creepy warrior that shows up at your job. I don't want that for people in general. I think we are focusing on different details here. But yeah, um, <laughs> let us know what you think We're of the book. We're always focusing yes. on different details. On that note, have a good day, y'all. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks, guys. Well, that's it for this week's Mud Sluts. We hope it was good for you, because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing, it would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.